IABC Ottawa presents The Voice. The Voice offers expert insights and practical takeaways for people in the marketing communications industry. We're sharing the latest ideas and issues with sector professionals. What can we do to help you take your career to the next level? I'm Gabriella Warrior Renault, and this is The Voice. My name is Tim Schwab. I am an associate professor in the Department of Communication Studies at Concordia University. My background is in documentary filmmaking. I started out in the early 80s making documentary films on film. I worked with my wife for a long time making films. We had our own company, so I did that for about 15 years and decided to go back to school. So I was a almost 40-year-old MFA student in the, what's now the Oppenheim School of Cinema at Concordia. So I came here to to go to school and I worked a couple of other places and then ended up back in Montreal and was lucky enough to get a a part-time job initially in the communication studies department and things went from there. Hello listeners and welcome to The Voice. I'm your host, Gabriella Warrior-Renault, and today I'm joined by Associate Professor for the Department of Communication Studies at Concordia University, Tim Schwab. Thanks for joining me today, Tim. Thank you. So tell us a bit more about your role within the Department of Communication Studies at Concordia. Um, Well, my background is in documentary film production, and in generally in production uh, in general, um, the department is... Our department is both. We like to say that we're kind of both hands of things. We, we A lot of communication studies department are primarily theoretical and academic study of communication. We do that, but we also train people to make films, to make sound productions, um, to do computer work. We have the idea that when people come out, we want them to have a strong theoretical and historical grounding, but we also want people to be able to do, to have saleable skills and to, to be able to do creative work. So we kind of have one foot in, in the fine arts and one foot in, you know, more academic um, pursuits. My background, uh, I end up, I have taught most of the production courses. I've taught basic sound, I've taught um, video production Primarily, I teach the advanced, the third-year classes in uh, in film and video, um, both documentary and uh, and uh, people often do dramatic work as well. So I do that, and then in addition to that, I do uh, I do teach documentary studies. So you talked a bit about uh, how the communication studies program at Concordia deals with kind of two different worlds: theoretical and practical. Can you tell us more about what the students can expect when they join this program? Well, I think one of the, the distinctive uh, aspects of the program is that we have a common first year so that when everyone when people come into the program and we have a we have a competitive application process. We usually get about uh, well, I think this year we got close to 400 applications and we, uh, we we take about 135 of those. So, it's about one in 3, one in 4. Um when but when they come in, they all take a common first year. So, the first year you do three production classes. You do a basic course in sound, a basic course in intermediate, and an inter- basic course in film video. And then you do basic courses in history, theory, and criticism of media. So you have this foundation year that's shared by everyone. And I think it kind of does two things because 
one, I think it gives you a really good grounding about what direction you then want to go when in the second and third year you have many more choices. We haven't made the choices for you in the upper levels. And so I, give, I think it gives them a very good grounding. But also I think it really kind of um, it kind of galvanizes or pulls the, the cohort of students together. You know, they have to work together. They work with the same people. Um, they see each other in the same classes. They sort of, I always tell them that they're going to end up in the first year more or less living in our building. You know, they'll be there most of the time. So they have 24-7 access. So um, so I think it really builds a community feeling. And uh, I think that's important as things go on because, you know, there's a big media landscape in Montreal. There are lots of produ- television production, radio production, broadcasting, filmmaking, and as you go through those things, like I'm still an active filmmaker, you run into Concordia graduates all the time. And they're working with each other and they know each other. Um, and I think that is a huge kind of professional advantage that they have after they go through this first year together. So I think they can expect, you know, I, I, what I hope is a very supportive environment. Um, they can expect to do a lot of work. We try, try to emphasize that. Um, you went through uh, the program, you know that you spend a lot of time time outside of class working on things. So you really have, yeah, you have to be prepared for to be fairly dedicated. So yeah, um, I I kind of um, I think that was a good uh, portrait of what the program is like um, as a as a graduate as well. I think yeah, the sense of community to, that you feel within the program and also meeting people after you're finished uh, while you're working as well is is pretty important. And the network that that I created while I was there. Um, you know, whether it was uh, people who, who were doing, who were specializing in other fields than myself. I did film production and, you know, working with people who did sound is such an advantage in projects that you're working with later. Um, so you talked a bit about um, students who were applying. Um, I think we've noticed a growth in popularity for communications as a field of study and also as a career choice. Um, have you noticed a change in the numbers of students who are applying and actually following the program? Well, they they kind of fluctuate up and down, you know. Enrollments are down a little bit in general right now. I think having to do with probably the economic downturn and people wondering, mm-hmm. you know, well, what is my return on going to university? Right. But they stay they stay fairly steady, you know. Um, we've had a little we've had an uptick in interest in. Um, we have a small program that's just academic. It's, it's mainly writing and research, which mm-hmm. is the cultural studies program. We've seen a bit of an uptick there, which is interesting. Um, so I, I don't know. I, I think it kind of goes along. It, it's it's more or less steady as it's been, uh, as I say, uh, given the fact that enrollments are down a little bit kind of just in general. Mm-hmm. So hopefully that'll that'll correct. I don't know. We'll see what happens. But. But I mean, I, as far as when you said about networking, I mean, I, I told I just, I've just been speaking to the orientation of the new students, and I've been telling them I just I just finished this feature documentary that was shot in the Middle East, and the the person who shot the first half of the interviews was in my film three class, I think eight years ago, and and the person who did the final edit on it was in was my TA in video production ten years ago. So you sort of <laughs> there's there's a kind of a a, a, a network uh, um, the the communication studies syndicate out there in, uh, <laughs> in, 
in media land in Montreal. So. Yeah, absolutely, and in Ottawa as well. I've I've, I've met a, a lot of people who uh, who are in this network um, of uh, of graduates from the from the program. And I think it was interesting what you were saying earlier of uh, the the program is a good mix of kind of more creative um, and and then academic field. And I think it creates um, people who are skilled in a sense that they can they can do technical more communications work, and then they can also you know be video producers that that have a really nice creative skill that kind of shoot things differently that think about the artistic vision behind a project. Um, so I think that for me was the advantage of, of this program was building skills in different on uh, different aspects. Um, and if, you know, through the world of communications, I think we're, we're seeing a big shift, uh, you know, moving from traditional communications to now this sort of more digital focused industry um, it, do you have an idea of how the program has changed through the last decade to sort of adjust with the change in technology, um, which has sort of added an entire new skill set for communications professionals? Well, I, I guess it's changed a lot. Um, um, when you were talking before about kind of the skill sets and so forth people have, I was glad to hear that because what we've – we've always wanted people to be um, the idea that they'd be not specifically trained, but to be adaptable mm-hmm. and, and versatile. And I think that that need is just increasing as time goes by. We are very lucky because before the money tightened up, we built a new building, which is a smart building, uh, as they say, um, which all the rooms are wired you can access internet. You can we can project almost any kind of uh, format that there is. So I think that's given us a versatility in teaching that I think is in keeping with the times, where it's not about you know kind of sitting people down and showing them a film with a projector, you know, and that's mm-hmm. the and the lecture afterwards and that's it. You have a much more kind of flexible, you can show them pieces of things, you can direct them to things. Um, I always teach from, they, they have these Moodle websites, which is, Moodle is very successful uh, web software even though it's kind of stupid it's sort of it's very it's a very rigid uh you know it's a for a very rigid framework mm-hmm. but it's very handy for putting stuff up like you can put up a whole bunch of links to students and say okay so i want you to look at these links you know and if you want to know more about this you can go here and i can project that stuff in class and you know so that's that makes us more versatile. We've also developed the whole, uh, mostly by the, from the leadership of Matt Soar, the, uh, the entire intermedia area, which mm-hmm. is a new kind of production area that looks at kind of the connections between different kind of media. Um, rather than thinking in terms of film or video or sound or animation, to try to look at the places where those things meet and try to, to get the students to work because increasingly you're working with, I mean, everything ends up on hard drives now, right? Mm-hmm. It's not necessarily, if you're doing photography, if you're doing sound, you're going to end up working with that material in similar ways, dealing with hard drives, dealing with, you know, storage issues, dealing with how do you transfer stuff, how do you alter stuff once it's into hard drives, all of that kind of stuff. So I think that with the building and, and sort of the uh, development of the intermediate area has made us much more flexible. We've also moved now towards doing most of our production, uh, motion production on DSLR cameras, which brings, it has its drawbacks in terms of professional practice, although there's more and more of it being done that way. 
but it also makes us much more versatile, I think, in terms of, of bringing still photography into the mix, which is a bigger and bigger part of things as we're looking more and more at things on the web and sort of layout and design issues become important um, to try to create kind of media-rich environments on the web. So I think all of those things are making us more flexible. It's almost impossible to keep up technologically, and especially if you're having to buy equipment and stuff. I mean, it's just not possible to always have the latest stuff and the newest stuff, right? So you're still you're still trying to teach concepts, right? How, how to tell a story. Um, what is the voice of this story? Um, what do we want the reader to, or the, the viewer or the listener to get out of this uh, message that we're putting in? And are we, are we successfully, do we know what we're trying to say? You know, so I think that stuff doesn't change, but the way you mix and match it certainly has changed. Yeah, absolutely. And I think um, the, the point that you were saying that, you need to be adaptable. I think that's such a key skill to have when you're working in communications. I know when you're first starting out at a job, um, being able to wear a lot of different hats is a really big advantage. Um, and and your employer will definitely appreciate that. And, you know, and then we, we have new things coming up, uh, like social media, I think is, is the big, the biggest, uh, kind of new technology that communications professionals are, are thinking about. Um, and it often plays a huge role in a communications planner strategy. Um, so how has the department handled this shift? Um, have any of the courses kind of been modified to include, you know, some analysis on these properties? And, you know, I mean, these days so much information and knowledge is being shared via social media. And I think as a communications professional, it's so important to know how to analyze that information, but also stay on top of what's relevant. Um, yeah. And, you know, our generation, or maybe the generation of students who are now studying at Concordia and communication studies, they already come from this world of social media. Do you think yeah. that they have more of an advantage uh, with those tools since they've pretty much kind of grown up in that world? Well, I think they have an advantage in being uh, tech-friendly, that mm-hmm. they're not intimidated or, uh, or or kind of made anxious by, by <laughs> New, new media and new software, the way some of us who are older are, you know, that to, to, they're willing to engage with it. Mm-hmm. Um, I know that a lot of them are immersed in it, and I, I'm a funny person to talk to about social media because I'm the guy that's not on Facebook or Twitter or any <laughs> of that stuff. So, um, But I, I've been telling – I know on the academic side, they definitely – the studies people talk about this, the impact of social media, what its larger sort of social implications are and mm-hmm. so forth. Um, I've been telling students, you know, that it's increasingly true that for funding, you know, if, you, if you're pitching projects, if you're – let's say you're going to make a documentary, traditional linear documentary – increasingly what funders want to see and some of them insist on seeing is what is the social media strategy around that, right? Mm-hmm. How are you going to mobilize a community around your film? And how are you going to use Facebook to do that? How are you going to use Twitter or Flickr or whatever to, to you know, draw those people in and sort of make the, make the film, the linear piece, the more traditional piece, kind of the centerpiece of the campaign, but it has a lot more tentacles around it, right? Right. It's reaching out into the community in different ways. So I've tried to emphasize that, even though I don't specifically, I mean, it's an interesting question. People are increasingly making content exclusively for the web, you know, and we're mm-hmm. seeing, seeing even now major TV series being made exclusively for web delivery. Um, but what the sort of the creative possibilities of something like Twitter or 
Facebook are, I think is something that people are just beginning to engage with, you know, that it's more than just kind of putting your favorite photos up there and sharing cat videos, you know, (laughs) what else can be done with it? Mm -hmm. So I think that's an interesting question. I think that I think, and the production side, I think we're just beginning to engage with. I think so too. And I think when you're looking at things like crowdfunding, I mean, social media and a network on in that world is so important. I, I know I'm going through this myself right now with the documentary that I'm producing. And I just had my first uh, sort of fundraiser screening uh, on the weekend. And I really leveraged uh, social media to get, you know, people out there and uh, to get some attention and support for the project. So I think it's definitely a skill uh, that's that's important for for um, people who are just starting to work in communications, but also you know people who are producing their own projects. Um, so the side of you know social media and new technology is super important to learn, and I think the new generation already has kind of a foot in there, and they might have a bit more advantage. But I think there's also some other practical skills that I know I didn't know when I started working in communications. You know, like how to write a communications audit and how to structure a strategy and all that. Um, and I was just wondering if you had any kind of tips or resources that you could share with students who plan on working in the industry, anything that they could maybe do outside of their academic or, or a practical side of school um, to really get themselves going in that in that realm. Well, I think, you know, one of the things is that we offer internships for credit here. And if you can do, if you can get out into the world and see how things actually work in applied, um, I mean, an academic environment is never going to be exactly like, you know, in in, in, in an industrial environment. And, mm-hmm. and it shouldn't be. It's a different kind of thing. But to see how things actually work out in the real world, I think is really important. And I think, you know, archaic as it may be, I think writing skills are really important. I think to know how, and to know sort of formats of things, how, how to write a coherent proposal, how to re- write a visual treatment that tells, doesn't tell me what the story is, but it shows me, it explains it to me, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I think those are the kinds of things that people are looking for in professionals. If you can, if you can write I think if you can do two things, if you can write and you know different kinds of formats, that's a huge advantage. And if you're good at organizing things, organizing thoughts, organizing other people, organizing socks and lamps, <laughs> whatever it is. I mean, people are always looking in, in the media field because you're, you're dealing with so many moving parts most of the time, mm-hmm. you know that anybody who can sort of show an organizational ability and an ability to communicate in writing, I think it's a huge, those are, those are two huge advantages. Absolutely. That's some really great points. Um, well, thank you so much for chatting with me today, Tim. Um, is there any way that our listeners can, you know, get in touch with you or get news about the program if they're interested? Yeah, absolutely. They can go to the Concordia website, um, which is, uh, you just go to just, I think if you just Google Concordia Department of Communication Studies, you'll find our website, our classes and programs are described there, and all of the faculty are listed with our emails. And we're happy to talk to you if uh, you're interested in the program or if you have some other kind of project that we might be able to help with. We do a lot of research. Our, our, our faculty are all very active researchers and creators and so forth. So we're engaged beyond just within our own department uh, in all kinds of work. Um, there's a big grant going on now having to do with disability, the communications and how it's uh, di- communications technology and how it's affecting disabled people. 
Mm-hmm. You know? So I think there are all kinds of ways that we can engage with the community and with people who are interested in the program. So people shouldn't hesitate to contact us. Great. Well, thanks again for chatting with me today. Thank you. The Voice is produced here in Ottawa. You can subscribe to the show on iTunes. Special thanks to Ashley McGrath from Thornley Fallis for producing this episode. Make sure to visit ottawa.iabc.com for more about the show, local events, and other resources. IABC Ottawa is the voice of Ottawa's communications industry. I'm your host, Gabriella warrior Renault. You can connect with me on Twitter at warrior Renault. Thanks to everyone for tuning in. We'll catch you next time. Mm-hmm.